Get ready for a journey into the heart of Bridgeport politics with In Absentia, a new podcast from Connecticut Public's investigative team, The Accountability Project. Learn about the city's past and present political dysfunction and the systems that enable it. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Funding provided by Francisco L. Borges and the Melville Charitable Trust. Thank you. Thank you. Before I play my next song, I'd like to mention that I spent the last five years traveling through Ireland studying fiddle with some of the great Irish masters of the instrument. Hey, Danny Boy! Well, that's sort of the point, right? Even though the tune for Danny Boy does come to us from the north, the actual words were written by an English lawyer, and that's exactly the kind of thing I'd like to move away from. Hey, Danny Boy! Okay, sir, uh, let's strike a bargain. I'll play Danny Boy, but then you have to promise to listen to some real traditional Irish music. Okay! All right, here we go. What? Play I Am I Said. I Am I Said? What is that? This is Neil Diamond's song. I am I said to no one there. And no one heard at all. Not even the chair. Let me just stop you. That doesn't make any sense at all. Sir, I'm not going to play a Neil Diamond song. It's a great song. Well, that wouldn't be fair to the people who came here tonight to hear some traditional Irish music. There's nobody here. I'm the only one. Uh, uh, yeah, that's true, but it wouldn't be fair to the wait staff. Instead, I'm going to play a song by Junior Crean from County Clare. It's I called. Know. Play that song, Lord, by Royals. You mean Royals by Lord. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to introduce this show, and then I'm going to play a few bars of Royals because it is a really cool song, and then I'm going to come over there and introduce you to another Irish tradition by knocking your nose to the other side of your head. So in just a second or two, the inspiration for the Irish jig, saddle the pony, and pour tea down your pants, Colin McEnroe. All right, that's Guyon Wolf uh, dealing with a heckler, uh, trying to introduce her, him to traditional Irish music, which is what we're going to be doing today. Uh, and uh, we're really lucky to have, first of all, in studio with us, Steve Dietrich. He is the producer and host of Celtic Airs for over 20 years at WWUH. He's the reason many of us here in Hartford, without having to go anywhere else, have been able to hear pretty much the greatest uh, Irish traditional music that there is, and Irish and Scottish and, and other kinds of Celtic traditions that there is, because they all come here. They get played on his radio show, and then they come and they perform at the University of Hartford. And that is going to be especially true this Saturday night when Masters of Tradition perform there. We're going to tell you what that is. It's kind of a super group, uh, like, you know, Asia or Blind Faith or Crosby, Stills, and Nash, but uh, of Irish musicians. And Martin Hayes, uh, who's uh, a part of Masters of Tradition, really the founder of Masters of Tradition, uh, is one of the world's most creative and accomplished fiddlers of any kind, uh, straight out of County Clare, Ireland. Uh, he's actually in two different supergroups. This is like being in Asia and Blind Faith at the same time. He's in Masters of Tradition, and he's also in the Teetotalers, who will be coming here a little bit later. We're not allowed to talk about that yet, or except maybe just allude to it. So, Martin Hayes, we should say welcome back. For, for a time, almost inexplicably, uh, you lived here among us in Hartford, Connecticut. 
Well, I did, yeah. I've lived here for a number of years and, and, and I come around every now and again and pick up a whole bag of mail. And, <laughs> and I still I still have uh, uh, feel kind of connected to this town. You get uh, property tax bills from the, from West Hartford. I do, yeah. I was just in there <laughs> sorting it out just before I came on the radio. You know, So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the true connection. Tax. Right. right, and Steve Dietrich, tell us what's coming up on on Saturday night. What can we uh, look forward to at the Lincoln Theater? It's a big production called The Masters of Tradition, and Martin is the artistic director as well as one of the uh, participants. Um, seven very very talented uh, musicians who will be playing in duets, trios, and ensemble uh, presentations over the course of the evening. So it, I called it a supergroup. It, it sort of isn't. It sort of isn't. Right. Sometimes you're all playing, as he says, and sometimes it's just yeah. one person or two people or. Well, I mean, it, it, it grew out of um, a festival that I do each year in Bantry in West Cork in Ireland called the Masters of Tradition. And really what happened was, um, you know, I'd been running for a number of years and I was out in Australia and I talked to my agent out there and I was saying, you should come over to Bantry to this festival, you know. And so I was telling him all about, all about the festival. But what he did instead of coming over to the festival was he, he went to the Sydney Opera House Mm. And and started telling them about it, and they go, oh well, we'd like to have this for the Sydney Festival. So then I had to create a show, you know, as opposed to a, a week long festival. I had to create a one night show version of this festival to take to Sydney, which I did. And because it was Sydney Festival, they 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 really got behind it and and they promoted it really well. And so we had two two nights at the Sydney Opera House, and then all the guys that were playing with me were saying, okay, Martin, now can we do this again? <laughs> and we like this. We like playing at the Sydney Opera House and places like that. And so I said, well, I'll do what I can. And so we're in the third season now of touring this. So so, it, it, so there are duets and solos because part of what the festival was, even in Ireland, it was, you know, every now and again in a tradition, you have to push the reset button. So it was, it was an, an introduction to even Irish people in Ireland, what, what, you know, people that you expect know all about this, but they don't always. So we... we Introduced them to the Ilan piping, the Shano singing, um, solo instrumentalists, and let them hear the difference between some really great players and then in small ensembles and stuff like that. And we just, you know, and so to, the concert here will be basically a kind of a, a condensed version of that festival which takes place over five days. Well, you know, one thing I think that I've had to learn, and I've learned it largely thanks to all the experiences that Steve has made possible with all these groups coming in here. I mean, I think people, Americans tend to think of Irish traditional music. If they think about it at all, they think about it as one big thing, uh, which is recognizable and understood by everybody in Ireland. But the reality is in Ireland, not only is Irish traditional music music not necessarily one big thing, East Clare and West Clare, <laughs> <laughs> traditional oh, yeah, music. Yeah. Um, you know, to uh, somebody from East Clare, Donegal may sound like, you know, stuck yeah. your fingers in your ear. I can't listen to that. It's, it's well, too odd, right? Yeah. I mean, like, if you go from region to region, there are different styles. If you go from decade to decade, there are different styles. Um, and then you, 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 inside of that, then, there are different strands of musical inspiration. There's a lot of music in, inspired by the folk music revival of the 70s. There's a lot of music inspired by Sean O'Reilly's investigations and, you know, into music in the 60s. There was a lot of stuff influenced by what happened in Irish music in America in the 20s and 30s. And, and then there's a, 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 
opposed to all of that as well, a kind of a new, younger musician kind of way of looking at things. So the, there are so many, many strands. It's like jazz, you know. It's like anything. It's, it, it's, it's a complete world with all kinds of different opinions, viewpoints, and approaches going on. You know? I, I want to come back to that because I think it's an analogy. There'll be some analogies that we revisit a few times today as we talk about this. But, Steve, I'm wondering also, over the years as, as these groups have come through here, have you tuned your ears now so that you know the differences in regional styles? Can you tell a Donegal so- sound from a, from a Claire sound? I think I recognize the differences from where the groups come from, but uh, as to being able to give the name to that style, I only know it because of, you know, knowing where the group came from. I wouldn't, if I heard an unnamed group play something, I don't know that I would necessarily say, ah, I recognize that as Donegal style. Um, We're going to ask Martin to play a few times over the course of the show today, but before we even do that, um, Martin Hayes, when I hear you play, I, I, I hear... You know, all of the old sounds uh, uh, of Irish music, but it's there's so much more there. You know, there's so much more that you're putting there. It's a musical intelligence that's built up, you know, from traveling the world, from listening to all kinds of music. Um, so I, I hear that, too, in a way that's really kind of thrilling to me. But th- this is real. there's some push and pull and some stress and strain within the Irish traditional m- music movement about this, right? There are hardcore traditionalists who really say, you cannot be messing with this stuff. Yeah. And then there are people who are just in the way that you're talking about, sort of, you know, the Coltrane moment in jazz or the moment when Bob Dylan played electric at Newport. Yeah, yeah. There, there are these moments where, in fact, people are dragging tradition into other centuries and other geographical areas. Yeah, well, like, you know, as, as in the case of, like, you know, Dylan going electric or Coltrane, imagine the one side actually ever won this argument. <laughs> I mean, because if they did, then the whole thing would be just so minuscule and so lacking in diversity. I mean, it's the fact, I've always said it with Irish music, is the lack of consensus is the greatest strength that we have. You know, it's the, the, the inability to agree on, on a way in which this should be done is what creates all the diversity and all the friction and all the energy to, to create things and do new things. But, I mean, for me as a musician, the, the, the way I look at it is, first, it's music. Secondly, it's Irish music. I don't think it's Irish music and then it's music, you know? I, 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 like, it has to function purely as music in a, in a most universal sense. And then it is, by nature, because of where I come from, what I learned, how I grew up, it is, in fact, Irish music. But it, it is a universal musical voice, I feel, you know? It's true, but I, one thing that I noticed, Steve, um, when musicians come in to play for your series is in a way that I think, I, and I go to a lot of different kinds of uh, musical performances, in a way that I don't think I hear any place else, quite frequently when a song is introduced, the band, the artist will discuss at some length where the song comes from, who they learned it from, who wrote the song originally. Uh, they'll be, in a way that all of us the <laughs> are expected to understand and rarely do, but there'll be sort of a real explanation, uh, almost like the provenance of a piece of art, right? And I was going to say, I think that that shows you the importance of the provenance of this music, that the musicians who play it understand where it came from and that it is something to treasure and hold on to, even as they may go on to develop it and further it into ways that it was not intended to be played initially, that it isn't a hard and fast one one way does it for everybody that they have to move it along. But I, I think that's what they're trying to explain. They're trying to bring us into that sort of understanding of the music when they're giving us the between music patter. 
I wonder how, how much of that also is kind of historically vestigial. I mean, these days, everybody's an Alan Lomax, right? Anybody with a video camera who puts something up on YouTube can preserve ethnomusicology. It can oh, be. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but this this tradition, the tradition that we're talking about and the conversations that happen in these concerts, I wonder if they go back a ways to, to a time when Irish tradition was kept alive Orally, and often in a culture that was somewhat hostile to Irish culture, too. I mean, d- during years of British rule, the the necessity of preserving Irish culture with a certain amount of care and doing so orally might have been a little bit more vital and pressing than, than, than it is now. Oh, yeah. I mean, certainly, I mean, the preserving of culture was important to Irish people. But the other thing about uh, this Irish music is that um, 90% of it is is created by other people, people you you don't even personally know, mm-hmm. and so you know that w- you approach it with some level of humility and some feeling that you can't take authorship for this, and that you must at least acknowledge that this is not all me. This is the minds and the thoughts and the creative inspiration of many many people, you know, across generations and across many instruments and and all kinds of things that. You know, it's a, it's an accumulated knowledge that I now have in my possession. Well, thanks to all these people. So when you hear musicians on stage acknowledging that, I think there's a kind of maybe even an unconscious need to say, you know, listen, it's not all me here. I mean, most of what you're enjoying are melodies that and thoughts that have been shaped before I ever got my hands on them. You know, so I think and and I think most traditional musicians, worth their salt, really feel that. You know, although I, I do think there is a little bit of a difference. And uh, there's a um, an interview that Lomax conducted with Muddy Waters, where he's asking him questions about where the song he just played comes from. And Muddy Waters, in the space of a sentence, there's a great Jonathan Lethem essay about this. In the space of an uh, of a sentence, brings up four possible <laughs> places that this could have come from. Yeah. From Robert Johnson from himself, from the devil. I, I yeah. can't remember uh, who else. But, I mean, there are a lot of different possibilities. But I noticed with Celtic musicians, there is this real kind of care, you know. Let's say the names yeah. and get this right and kind of, you know. Uh, well, I, I, I would do a little bit of that on stage at night, uh, I think, initially. But then I stopped doing it like somewhere <laughs> in the concert because I realized, well, I mean, I don't know how interested an audience can possibly be in hearing another long lineage of names <laughs> and, and more geography to go yeah. with it. You know, and they're going, I, bar- I barely know where the island is, you know, so I, I don't need to know if this one is from Leitrim because, you know, I have no <laughs> idea where, where Leitrim is. is. Yeah. yeah, I have no idea. But so I, I, I don't go into it too much, you know, mm. but at, at the same time, I, you know, I mean, what I can say about this music for sure is that the longer I've played it, the more time I've spent with it, the more I realize that it's about the actual melody itself. Mm-hmm. And and when I realized that, I realized that my input is not that enormous. In mm-hmm. fact, my input is really to carry this tune and get out of the way as much as I can because the tune is usually just fine without any of my ideas. You know? So so that, that's the starting point for me. So I do feel a lot of reverence for, for these composers of tunes who I think were under-recognized for just how incredible they were at composing melodies. You know? um, this seems like a perfect segue to have you play something. Martin Hayes is here. Uh, Steve Dietrich's also brought in some great music for us to listen to as well. But what do we start, Martin? You're here in the studio. You've got the fiddle. It yeah, seems a waste of all that uh, genius uh, to have you be playing. <laughs> well, I, I'll play a tune called In Memory of Coleman, written by uh, a man from County Cavan, near where your people come from, True. I think, Colin. And he, he, he lived in... F- Philadelphia, and um, his name was Ed Reavy, and this tune is called In Memory of Coleman, who was a great fiddle player in the 20s and 30s who lived in New York from Psycho. Here we go. Mm. 
So Steve Dietrich, I'm going to give him a chance to catch his breath uh, after that. It was Martin Hayes, of course. You know, the first time I heard Martin play uh, was also in your venue, and I think he had Dennis Cahill with him that time. And, you know, a lot of bands come through there, and, and a lot of times, and I'm as guilty of this as anybody, it's fun to see how fast people can play. Uh, and Martin can sure, sure play fast if he wants to. But the first time I heard Martin play, what what killed me was that some of these songs, he'd really slow them enough so we could hear the subtleties and the harmonics. And, and you know, I just heard all this lushness coming out of the fiddle that uh, I'm, usually, I'm usually sitting right there with everybody else, whooping away as somebody is, you know, going as fast as they possibly can. And I realized, wow, I'm, I'm missing a lot of music by just sort of getting into the speed of things. Do you notice that about his playing, too, that you just you hear stuff, right? He, he has a lot of very nice, slow uh, material, um, soft touch, so to speak. Uh, but he can, as you said, he can gradually ramp it up to a fast um, you know, the, the generation of fiddlers before Martin, uh, not, not just fiddlers of Irish musicians before Martin, the few that I have met to talk to personally, that's been their main complaint or their main focus when they talk to me about the tradition of the, the music is that to play it fast nowadays means that you're good. Whereas in days gone by, it was more your technique and your style that were the, the, uh, the emblem of how good you were. Um, well, let's let's hear uh, from one of the bands uh, that you've had come through here. Uh, this is going to be one of these names that I struggle to pronounce. This is a group that I really wanted to hear the night you had them. For some reason why I couldn't get there. Uh, I think you say it, Goitja? Is that how you say it? Goitja. Goitja, Goitja. And they're very young, right? Yes, yeah. just out of university. Yeah. And they're, are they Dublin-based? No, I don't think so. Yeah. They're from... Uh, they went to university in Limerick. In Limerick, okay. Yeah, I've never heard of these guys. Hey, you uh, got me. All right, Good so you. well, you'll hear them now. Let's hear. This is uh, this is a little bit of uh, Aaron on the Rhine from Goitje. Goitje. As stood on the village street,
All right, we're back. See, this is this is how much of a um, I don't even know what to say. How, what the kind of promoter that Steve Dietrich is? He's like found an Irish group that Martin Hayes has never heard before, uh, and had them play in Hartford, one of Martin Hayes's many hometowns over the course of uh, your life. And as far as the, here, I'd learn more about this music if I stay yeah. around here. <laughs> and as far as the pronunciation, Colin, yeah. I could ask any different member of the group how to say the the name, and they would say different. Each one. I was watching their videos when they were playing here because I was hoping that I could get over to this. And they uh, they seemed – I mean some of the groups that could come in here, I don't even know how they could rent a car because uh, you have to be a certain age. To, there was another group, a group called Bodega. I think they might have been Scottish or something. I didn't mm-hmm. think there was anybody there over 17 years old. And they're amazing. I mean amazing what the kind of music that they can make. Uh, we're going to take a little break here. We've got to take, yeah, we take a break. We'll come back with more of Steve Dietrich, more of Martin Hayes, more of our conversation uh, about music after this. Stood on the village street And welcome back. Uh, we're here in the studio with Steve Dietrich and Martin Hayes. I should say we're live here in the afternoon. If you're listening, you have a question or a comment, 860-275-7266. Or if you're just volunteering to pay Martin's property taxes uh, in West Trafford, 860-275-7266. We'll entertain offers of all kind, although I believe that's been resolved. Yeah, it was $25. Uh, $25. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, you're making at least that off of the Dietrich cake, I'm sure. Uh, 860-275-7266. So um, when you first came to this country, I think you did come to Chicago first? I when did, you, yeah. yeah. And, and initially, you did other kinds of jobs. I think it I read somewhere you were lifting lumber or something like that? Or I, I, I did that. For for a while, for as short a while as I could. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up in bars, j- just very much like your opening skit there, you know, mm-hmm. where, 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 like, you know, I have a tune from West Clare I'd like to play. Well, can you play Danny Boy? And uh, and I'm thinking, yeah, I, I gave in. I played Danny Boy. And you know what? Danny Boy is a beautiful tune, mm-hmm. but, but you know, it didn't feel like it was really me. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was connected to what I wanted to do. But... Uh, yeah, I played in bars in Chicago for a number of years, did all that kind of thing. And well, I, I think also, I mean, I, I read that you did that and just, just to stay alive, you did yeah. wedding bands, you did things like that. And yeah, yeah. I, I suppose as you do that, obviously, it's not the music you want to be playing. It's not the music you love. But one's whole life is spent absorbing all kinds of different musics. You, yeah. you, you perform in Japan now. I'm sure yeah. you hear their music. And somehow or other... It all adds up to your own musical intelligence, right? Yeah, well, if you're, you know, you learn from everything. Everything you do, you learn. I mean, you know, if you learn to play for a wedding, you you learn to play in a bar. You learn to play at a funeral mass. You learn to play at God knows what, how many things. But there's something you learn from all of those experiences that ultimately, when you look on it, it helps you to perform in the end, you know. And uh, so, you know, and all of it. And, and, and sometimes if... None of those things can teach you anything. It'll teach you humility. You know, there's so many things you can learn from some of those experiences. You know, uh, one of the things that he's talking about, obviously, is traveling the world, coming to America, absorbing some of the music here, um, Steve. And the other thing that you're starting to experience uh, is our, our, and it's not brand new by any stretch of the imagination for you, but uh, American bands, people who are born and raised in America, who are really making an effort to play Irish music, traditional-sounding Irish music. So the Willis Clan is one of those? The Willis Clan is a family of 12 out of uh, California who are being touted in Irish music publications as being the up-and-coming uh, thing these days. Um, 
And I think that a lot there are other groups, Solace, for instance. Uh, you could say that's an American band, even though Seamus Egan mm-hmm. emigrated from Scotland and uh, from Ireland, I should say. Um, and, and there are other up-and-coming bands that, in the United States that are not, you know, clones of Black 47. That's not the only kind of Irish-American music we have. No. Well, let's hear a little bit of, of the Willis clan. This would be Ship of the Line. There's a ship of the line waiting in the harbor. Put a anchor down just offshore With captain so bold and all her men about her you never seen a sign like her before My sweet darling boy wishes for the border And journey in our care distant shore But I want a bend if he took the order He's the only one I do adore And the wind blows the colors And the tide rolls away And soft calls the ocean There's a ship of a line in the bay I actually really love that. And that, that CD's been sitting here. I should have ripped it into my computer. Um, but... So, Martin, what does that sound like to you? I mean, obviously it sounds Celtic kind of, but there's also obviously, just as you hear with the cores or anybody else, you hear pop music in there as well, right? Yeah, you do. I mean, you know, this music absorbs all kinds of ideas. I mean, you know, it, it, it like it absorbed a kind of a folk rock kind of thing in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, as you say, there's been a kind of a pop culture thing, you know, like from days with the Water Boys and all kinds of things that have gradually seeped into it. And now, you know, and so like what they're playing sounds a lot like a kind of an amalgam of kind of Scottish, Irishy sounding things that you could have heard any time from 1978 on, mm-hmm. you know. And so, the, the you know, there's a kind of a form of music that has, that exists now that will say, you could not have heard this sound in 1955. Mm-hmm. It, it just didn't exist, you know. But, but yet it's a tradition and uh, traditions, you know, they're either evolving or dying, you know. Well, yeah, go ahead. And I think that some of these um, American bands, uh, in addition to the influences that they've gotten from Irish music, are obviously bluegrass and country uh, flavored as well. And, and it's interesting because when you go to Ireland, as Martin has said, it's sometimes easier to find bluegrass and country music being performed in pubs than it is to be finding traditional Irish music. So it's that music is popular on both sides of the of the Atlantic. Well, yeah, and actually, if you head into Sligo on the wrong night, you're going to hear some really horrible country music too. I mean, there's there's really good country music and bluegrass music, but unfortunately, the Irish also have discovered you know the most treacly, highly sentimental, and oh, yeah, uh, badly yeah. played country there's, music, and they really yeah. love it. Yeah, there, there, there's a form of music out there for people who don't generally listen to music that that is the, the most successful form of music. Like I, I don't want to get into it any more than that, <laughs> no. but but yeah, it's, there is a kind of a. But thing to Steve's there. point, I think there's a really interesting thing happening, and I, where I noticed it. I mean, I notice it from time to time. Uh, I noticed it most recently um, out of the movie Inside Lewin Davis. There was this concert done for Showtime called Another Day, Another Time, which brought together a lot of the people playing so-called American roots music. Mm-hmm. A lot of it kind of, especially the, you know, the bluegrassy kind of mountain music uh, of America, which sounds so incredibly Celtic yeah. uh, at times, almost indistinguishable uh, from Celtic music. And I think more and more, I think these two 
parabolas are starting to touch a, a mm. lot more. And, and as America gets more and more attached, I mean, I think we are in the middle of a roots music renaissance. Yeah. As Christy Moore said, Ireland can never have a folk music renaissance because it never lets go of its traditional music long enough yeah. to have to get it back. And I think one of the, if you want to hear it touching, we're going to play something for you right now. Uh, Steve mentioned uh, Solace, uh, a band that's started by uh, an Irish musician, has, I guess, some American musicians in it. You're going to hear them performing with uh, Rhiannon Giddens, who's from the Carolina uh, Chocolate Drops, which plays very intensely uh, um, uh, African-American roots music, except that she's also gotten very interested in Scottish mouth music and all kinds of other stuff as well. And boy, so here, uh, this is a fairly new recording. The two of them coming together, what is emphatically an attempt to do pure Celtic music with a vocal by somebody really comes out of that very different kind of Southern American roots music tradition. Uh, I think this is uh, called Shamrock City. All right, I was wrong. That's called Lay Your Money Down. But I think it's from a release called Shamrock City. And Steve, you're the guy who made me fall in love with Solace. I, I, they're fabulous. They're one of my favorite groups to listen to right now. But, you know, this here's an effort going on by sort of a quote-unquote roots or country musician to work with an Irish band. Nothing new. The Chieftains have done it a million times. The Chieftains have worked with everybody. But, but Martin, you're saying even you get approached by, by country musicians here in the U.S., yeah, you know, recently I've been having contact with uh, Ricky Skaggs uh, about this, and, and he's kind of on a quest to follow through on something he heard Bill Monroe say one time about the the, 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 the sounds of the ancient airs that kind of are the roots that he felt of, of American music, and that you had to have that in mind in some way, he felt like. Even Bill Monroe was suggesting that. So Ricky has kind of taken it on to kind of, you know, chase that down as much as possible and find out where in Ireland and what version of this music and stuff. So um, so we've been we've been in contact and we've been down to Nashville, Dennis and myself, to play with him and stuff at the Country Music Hall of Fame and all this kind of thing. So he's coming to Ireland, I think, to participate, hopefully, in the Masters of Tradition this year uh, in, in Bantry, and uh, which is, you know... And so, when does that happen, the Masters of Tradition in Bantry? Because Steve and I are coming over. Very good. It's the third week in August. Third week in August. You can do yeah. that. Yeah, you can, you can schedule. Just tell your patients not to get sick. Yeah. He's a doctor. Um, all right, so uh, let's hear another Martin Hayes song, and then we'll grab a break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll have uh, more to talk about. Uh, so, Martin, what are you going to play for us? Um, I think I'll play a jig. Um, here we go. Thank you. 
fiddler, an accordion player, and a piper sitting together in a car. Who's driving? The policeman. Today's show was produced by Betsy Kaplan and me. Greg Hill tweets for us at WNPR Colin, and Katie Talarski is our executive producer. Our interns are Anna Novak and Tess Aronson. In our introduction, violinist Paul Hubbard played Danny Boy, and Jun Sung Ahn played Royals. The part of Bill Curry was played by Daniel Day-Lewis. For show pages, articles, and videos of the Faith Middleton Show staff, salute to Riverdance, visit WNPR.org. On tomorrow's show, the trip inside Connecticut's most crazy and colorful comic book company. And now... Back to Colin. Yeah, we're going to be talking about, car, uh, about comic books tomorrow, but we're especially going to tell you the story of Charlton Comics, uh, a com- kind of a rogue comic book company uh, that existed in Connecticut in the 50s and the 60s, where their somewhat tight-fisted owner was uh, more interested in keeping the presses rolling than he was in necessarily turning out works of great art. But it's some of the stories are hilarious. They're uh, like out of a MacArthur and Hecht play. Today we're talking about Irish music. We're especially pleased to have in studio with us uh, Martin Hayes, uh, just the to me, to my mind, anyway, the most soulful Irish fiddle player there ever was, uh, and he's going to be performing uh, in on, on Saturday as part of Steve Dietrich's series. Steve, give us the details again on Saturday. Saturday night, seven thirty, the Lincoln Theater. That's the big theater over at the University of Hartford. The show um, will run in two halves, I suppose, Martin. Yes, yeah. it, okay. it is. Yeah. Uh, and this is the Masters of Tradition, uh, so uh, it's bringing together a lot of different um, kinds of performers in, in kind of a supergroup format with some individual performances and then collective performances. You know, Martin Hayes, as an instrumentalist, um, what, uh, you know, as bands come through here, I'll, I'll, I'll reframe the question. As bands come through here, I always notice, well, you know, like Lunas is an, an amazing group. You know, they are incredible. But they, and I'm perfectly happy sitting there listening to Lunas all night. But I think there's like a part maybe of the American audience. They really want to hear a vocalist. You know, they, they want to have that. And, and you as a musician, I assume it's kind of a different night depending on whether there's a vocalist as part of your world or not. Well, that is true, yeah, and we're very fortunate with the Masters of Tradition to have like a really great vocalist in Earl Leonard. Um, you know, he was, yeah, well, he does all kinds of things, but he's a Shano singer from from West Cork, and uh, he also was with Africal Sound System and all mm. these other kinds of things. And so he kind of has a two his feet in two camps, like a very old old world of traditional singing and a very new and contemporary world as well, where he works with maybe Gavin Bryars or various mm. different people like that. But but even when I when I play myself, I mean I I play the fiddle, but I think I'm a singer, you know. To tell you the truth, like <laughs> I I feel like I'm trying to sing these tunes on the fiddle, you know, and uh, and whenever I'm teaching, you know, young people to play, I'm I'm always telling them to imagine themselves in, in a very vocal way, expressing these melodies in, in 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 that kind of way. But I suppose there is a difference between a night of instrumental music and and vocal music. But you know, I I, I kind of don't make too many distinctions about it myself. Mm-hmm. Well, you just dropped a couple of names that are me- great memories for me. Afro-Celt Sound System, haven't thought of them in a while. And Gavin Breyers. Well, sometimes Gavin Breyers, all you have to do is sing Jesus' Blood Never Failed Me That's Yet right. over no, and over and over one, again yeah. for <laughs> six and a half hours. Six or and a half hours. <laughs> Jesus' Blood Will Never What? Never Fail- Failed Me Yet. Never Failed Me Yet. Never yeah, Failed Me Yet. Yeah, that's right. Steve, do you notice that, though, American audiences, I think they like like the vocalist, right? They like to have the vocalist. Definitely do. Uh, If if you take my wife as being a more typical uh, Irish music listener than myself, uh, if there aren't vocals, she's uh, unhappy. She doesn't feel like it's been uh, a complete night. So uh, we do have, as as a... 
Um, Martin said we have, do have a wonderful vocalist as part of this ensemble. If you are, have, if you out there who are listening are of that ilk, that if if there's no singing, the night hasn't been a success. Um, to that end, uh, let's. Uh, this is another vocalist that Steve's uh, introduced me to. We're, we really are lucky to have Steve Dietrich here in Hartford. I mean, you could be living anywhere, and wherever that place was, you'd have a lot of really interesting Celtic music flowing through there. It just happens to be here, and obviously we have a fairly sizable Irish American population that's quite happy to hear that. Although, really, you look around the audience there, and it's not restricted to to people of the blood. It's uh, anybody who loves this kind of music. But we're lucky to have Steve here. He gets everybody. The bands all love him. Uh, he, uh, I think on one of the pre- on his previous appearances on the show, introduced me to Nuala Kennedy. We're going to uh, hear something by her right now. Well, it's by the hush, my boys, and that's to hold your noise. Come listen to Per Paddy's Lamentation. I was by hunger oppressed and in poverty distressed So I took a thought to leave the Irish nation Well I sold my horse and cow, my little pig and sow And from this plot of land I soon departed My sweetheart Biddy McGee, well I'm sure I'll never see For I left her in the morning broken hearted So here's you All right, Nuala Kennedy. You, did you want to say something about her? Other than that, uh, that's she's not one of the most traditional vocalists no. that we've ever introduced, of course. <laughs> and that's although that's her sounding more traditional than she does uh, at other times. She's just pushing the envelope mm-hmm. uh, pretty far. So, uh, no, is that did he stump you on that one, or do you know all oh, about I know Nuala? I know, yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, I know all the rest of them. Thankfully, you know. But, <laughs> uh, but but you see, if you're if you're not looking, you know, and if a bunch of you know, 19-year-olds, like, who were suddenly 16-year-olds appear, you know, you you, you have to be paying attention because <laughs> they, they pop out of nowhere. You know, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about sort of the, the state of mind. You know, you were talking just before about how when you're playing, you feel like you're singing. Uh, and I want to talk a little bit more about the state of mind while you're playing. There's a, a word that I encountered when I was sort of reading up for the show and reading up about you and thinking about you, and I will now mispronounce it the way I mispronounce every damn Irish word that ever, ever comes out of my mouth. But there's a word Dreocht? Yeah, you're very close. I mean, <laughs> you're, I mean, you're as close as, as gotcha, whatever it is there. Yeah. But anyway, um, Dreocht, I mean, it's it's a word for, it's kind of like a word that can maybe describes a spell, magic, a mm-hmm. vision, kind of a feeling of that, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, and, and you, you know, in I mean, it, it probably can't happen in an afternoon when I'm playing in the studio exactly, you know. But mm. but over the course of an evening, you know, if one starts very gently into it and you give it enough time, you can get into the place where 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 you begin where you stop thinking and you stop um, controlling and you just allow music to flow. And as it begins to flow, it takes you into a place. And the next thing you know, you're not even thinking anymore. You're just doing all this stuff, and and it's kind of happening. And you're you, you know you. The the biggest job, like for any musician, is to stop their head spinning and to, you know, just um, allow music to flow and happen. You know, because I mean, whatever skill and talent we have, you know, it, it can be applied, you know, not too heavy-handedly in music. You know, I mean, the the most important thing is that the feeling of music is allowed to happen. It's all about creating a mood, a feeling, a moment, an experience. And it can't happen for an audience really f- deeply unless a musician themselves 
can have that experience. So for me, it's never been about, you know, how am I going to play a reel faster or how many notes mm-hmm. am I going to stick in here? It's all about how the hell am I going to really get into this, you know? And, and on the night, uh, everything for me, I never worry about making mistakes. I never worry about, you know, anything other than will I really get into this? You know, will I really begin to flow with it and have that experience? So, you know, that's that's the main objective every night, really. So Drenoct is it's like Irish Zen, basically. It is kind of Irish Zen, yeah. And when you and when you and Dennis play for fifteen to eighteen minutes straight, starting out with slow yeah. tunes and gradually building the pace, does that happen during that short period of eighteen minutes or do you need it, more time? It does, than that? but I'm I'm grateful that you say eighteen minutes because it's usually around thirty. Yes. So that means it's working because if you said you know, when you do those 50-minute long sets, then I'd know it wasn't working, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I, I play long selections so that I, I kind of stop thinking. I, I, I let go gradually, gradually. And I don't want to break the moment then. I want to stay in that experience for as long as I can. So so I play some fairly extended medleys of music just so I can kind of lose myself. I remember one of my brother, I think, was says, you know, I don't know about these long melodies. I don't like it because I can't remember what you did in the beginning. And I'm going, that's exactly the point. I don't want to remember anymore. I don't want to think anymore. I just want to go completely into this thing. And so that's kind of why I try to do that long medleys in music. That's exactly my experience in listening to your music with Dennis, too. That, uh, that first of all, I am sort of thinking, wow, I just, I know a whole bunch of amazing music just went by, but if I had to write down an account of what I just heard, there's, I couldn't recreate it. It's, it's, it, and that's very unlike, I think, what I traditionally hear from traditional Irish music. Listen, before we run out of time, let's get one more song out of you. And while you're getting ready to do that, let me just tell you about something else we're going to do today. We've never done this before. Martin will be the first person who ever does it. Um, and I think that's fitting. Uh, and But one of the things we're trying to do is um, take some of the musicians who do pass through this building, and there are some very good ones, uh, and uh, also feature them as videos. And so uh, in honor of our director of content here, James Cutie, uh, we're calling that project Cafe Cutie. Cafe Cutie is actually a place here in the building, but it's also a state of mind. So later today, uh, Martin is going to play a few songs for us there. We're going to try to create a video out of it. We'll put that up uh, at WNPR.org. But right now, Martin Hayes is going to play something else.
A set. A set. A set. More than one tune. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was Martin Hayes. You're going to hear a lot more of Martin Hayes if you're smart enough to get tickets uh, to the Lincoln Theater on Saturday night. Uh, this is part of Masters of uh, well, it is Masters of Tradition. You will hear Martin and other artists that he has assembled. And then we should we should mention that if somehow or other you miss this because of a pressing urgent appointment. You might have another chance to have a, a Martin Hayes appearance, right? Uh, There's another Martin Hayes appearance on the 12th of April in a trio setting called the Teetotalers, where he's joined by Kevin Crawford from Lunasa and John Doyle and X from Sullis. And will that be at Lincoln or Millard or where are we going? Where are we going to be? Wild. We'll be the wild. We're going intimate. All right, very intimate for that. Um, I I will absolutely be at both, but uh, I won't miss this kind of stuff. But um, you know, Martin, one thing that didn't occur to me to, to even think about was you know I, I gave this big speech about how American roots music, especially sort of mountain music, sounds so much like Celtic music, and obviously the forces join up in various ways. And you're working with Ricky Skaggs, but you play all over the world. Am I just sort of so Americocentric that I see that parallel? But if I lived in Japan, I'd hear things that ways that connected me to Celtic music or if I lived in, in I don't know, Germany, I, I'd hear my music connected to you or? Well, I have a tour coming up next year in Japan where I'll be working with some actors from the North Theatre mm-hmm. and uh, because of the quietness and stillness of that, uh, we'll, we'll try and experience that element of Irish music. Um, I, I have some tours coming up with uh, that uh, Spanish early musician Jordi Saval because in truth, Early music and, and pre-Baroque music, the dance music of, of Europe and stuff like that, has very, very close connections to the way in which we play Irish music and the musical practices of that time. So there's a historical connections as well with music. So, so I'd be working with some early music as well. You know. Well, now I want to go to I want to go to the, the Japan. You're going to do a, a no plays, but you'll be accompany. You'll be the musical accompanying to the no play. Not sure how it'll all really right. work out yet. Other than that, we've agreed to this in principle, and uh, we're going to try and figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. But that's how you do these collaborations, I suppose. You try and figure it out afterwards. But well, Kion's brother lives in Osaka. We've got a place to stay. Um, although Kyoto is where I really want. Do you have a Kyoto gig lined up? I I do. I mean, last year I did a, a tour in Japan where we played just in. Uh, Shinto and Buddhist temples for mm. a whole tour, just then as myself. So we we had a great time, obviously in Kyoto. And uh, so oh yeah, well it's a shame that Steve Dietrich has a medical practice and I have a radio job because obviously the thing to do is just to be to follow Martin Hayes around and and oh, yeah. uh, well you have steady steady pay package. That's what well, you that's, guys yeah, have. You know, yeah, exactly. I get to see the world. All right, you know. <laughs> that's I, right. I wonder how I get to do it again next year, but you know that's that's okay. Well, listen, uh, run get your tickets right now for the Lincoln Theater at the University of Hartford on Saturday night, and if you do miss that. Uh, go to the more intimate wild uh, on April 12th. Thank you so much, Martin Hayes. Thank you, Steve Dietrich. Uh, it's been great having you here, and we gotta go. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Kyone Wolf. Hey, Danny boy. Again? Okay. Uh, all right, but only if I can play the death metal version.